listen to On the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 24 for the 17th of November, 2006. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, James. How you doing? I'm doing well. We're on to Couch 24 today. Excellent, excellent. We're trying to rattle through loads of news today, uh, covering the standard facts and figures, talking about a bit of UK, a bit of international content, IPTV, mobile, games and gadgets and other stuff. Loads of news to get through and we're trying to keep it short uh, so we can get in uh, under the half hour. So, UK, um, bit of news. Yep, that's, uh, happening. that's happening. Last time we talked about how Virgin Media was combining, it was a mobile operator and a cable operator coming together. Uh, now they're looking at buying ITV, which is the UK's largest commercial television station, uh, which has, I think, about a, a billion billion pounds, so nearly $2 billion of advertising revenue a year. Uh, similar size companies. Um, I think, better to say that the television station makes a lot more money mm. than the, uh, the cable and mm. uh, possibly the mobile side of things, but uh, we'll see. Uh, there was also a bit of news about Three, which is one of the 3G networks um, mm. operating here in the UK. Uh, yesterday announced uh, an all-you-can-eat package for data services, uh, offering amazing things from Skype, uh, Sling Media. Uh, really, it was it sounded like a really good thing, and hopefully they're trying to bolster take-up of, of 3G services because yeah. they obviously spent billions on licenses. Yeah, 22 billion euros across Europe, <laughs> I heard. That's a lot of cash. They found out that after spending all the money, everyone was just talking on the phone. So, <laughs> Didn't quite need all those. Yeah, so, <laughs> and, and I think the main thing is because they were still bound up on the old sort of GPRS models where you're paying per bit. Yeah. And that really doesn't work when it comes to media consumption. Exactly. So uh, they announced but all these cool things, but that, that no pricing. Good. No pricing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the interesting thing is I heard that uh, Three in the UK is the second largest distributor of legal music outside really? of iTunes. But, oh, that's probably ringtones though, right? No, no, this is, this is real MP3 downloads. Yeah, but real ringtones of MP3s. No, 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 you get song music, clips. Music, they actually have music downloads on Three and it's the second really? largest, a, a distant second I expect, but still. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the ringtone business is huge. I mean you pay a lot more for a ringtone from your favourite band than you do for an MP3. It's ridiculous. But then ringtones are on the way down. So, And okay. that's because everyone can just get their MP3s and whack it on their phone these days. So, Yeah, I guess tech savvy type people, that's fine. I heard about it, also people swapping you know, people don't want to swap songs and things. People talk about that with a bit of Zoom stuff later on. They mm. just swap iPods. <laughs> just swap iPods altogether. Yeah, just say, look, you know, <laughs> have a try, listen to this kind of stuff. and That's not a bad idea, is it, it, really? Yeah, kind of works. Um, so that's a quick summary of, of UK. Um, international, uh, you made a little trip to Munich. Yeah, I went to the Electronica Fair in Munich this week, uh, which was very interesting. But um, a bit on the Munich TV situation. I mean, Germany struggles uh, in terms of pay TV right? Uh, because of the particular model they've got. As in, uh, it's legislated, it's, it's law that you actually have to allow free access to all sorts of cool television. Right. Uh, so the government makes it very easy for people to set up television channels and use advertising for revenue. Um, so pay TV uh, operators in Germany have really struggled to provide right. anything of value beyond, uh, you know, they've got hundreds of free channels. Why would I need pay TV? Yes, yeah. There's uh, some talk now of actually uh, trying to change that model, so uh, actually enabling conditional access or security over satellite-based TV. Right. Um, so that 
uh, what's know, the, the content proposition though what's the well that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to the, I mean they've tried with interactive television they've tried with all these other features but in the end all they can really offer is less ads and the hassle of paying money for less ads is, is not quite as compelling as all the hundreds of channels that are available I guess it's already. tricky to start up you need a lot of cash up front because no, exactly. no money equals difficult to get the content no distribution they're going to ask for yep. lots of money yep Interesting. So Any big IPTV plays there? Yeah. No? Actually, I'm not Russia aware Telecom of anything. doing any stuff? Or? I'm not aware of the IPTV situation yeah. there, which is funny because um, uh, I was corrected this week that, in fact, there are actually nine IPTV operators in France. Wow. <laughs> which is... Yeah, I thought there were truly five or so, but maybe... <laughs> maybe uh, actually nine. That's pretty wild. Um, cool. What about anything, any cool gadgets at the show or anything? Was it any of this Wybri stuff? Was that in evidence? It's, or any it's of these? very interesting, actually. Wybri I saw a little bit about, but what was really big in terms of data communication mm. was uh, Zigbee. Zigbee, right, yeah. Um, which I talked to a couple of the guys about, and they said, look, it's been a couple of years. We've finally got the chips that are a decent cost right. and decent performance. This is very low data rate, more for home yeah. control and automation well, stuff, is it? that even it seems it's about 256 kilobits right um, but then the neat thing about it is that it's a meshed network yeah. so that goes around corners need, and through yeah so all you need is, is a distribution of these um, Zigbee things and if it can't reach the one it wants to reach it talks to one nearby that can reach the one that you yeah. want to reach it just so it establishes does it yeah. I mean I guess the tricky part there must be knowing about the mesh setting up the mesh or does it, it just it's all up itself which okay. is nice so the little chips talk to each other work out where they all are work out which one's the closest one mm-hmm. and um, the nice thing that about that is that I mean the problem with wireless fundamentally in buildings is that um, once you reach a certain once you get out of the uh, the range of the devices you want to talk to it's just a hassle trying to set it up and then if you you know your walls get in the way mm. with this stuff you just set it all up and it works all out the best way to do it itself um, okay. so it's really Are there any cool applications now. or was it very much kind of circuit boards and, and developer kits and lots of circuit boards and developer kits but <laughs> right. um uh, there's a few devices now that are linking Zigbee stuff with real world type things like right. um, uh, automated home control, lighting, um, uh, simple telco stuff. Like I saw a few examples of um, uh, Zigbee devices talking across, uh, telling you when your phone's ringing and on okay. the on the te- television For the screen. The benefit of stuff. the death, right? The little <laughs> light flash <laughs> right. or something. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I think um, we're at the point now where the technology is now starting to enable uh, new ideas. So no, I, I mean, I personally see the kind of home control thing would be cool if it was if it would work. I mean, I've just been around replacing all my light bulbs with like eco-friendly ones. But yeah. if you could, I guess, plug a thing in between your uh, a wireless control system to plug in between your devices and uh, the electricity supply, and then you could control them, and potentially you could even kind of measure the power consumption or something. Yeah, um, I'm good. sure that would be quite cool, but I know there is this X10 system, which is kind of very yeah. US-centric, but I think it's fairly geeky and you still have to set it all up and things. But Yeah, I, when my parents rebuilt their home, I wired their entire house with X10 devices, so it's right. all completely automated. Um, but strangely enough... Do they use it? Yeah, well, it, they have to, because <laughs> <laughs> the light switches aren't physically connected. that's the only reason the they call you, is it? And they can <laughs> say, right. hell, I can't turn the lights on. They <laughs> did, they called me the other day, actually, because uh, one of the lights stopped working. But right. the light switches aren't actually physically connected to the lights. Okay. The light switches merely say, I want to have this light on. Right. And then the light responds to another command. So, um, 
it means that it, it's very there's a broker friendly. there's a broker between yeah. everything right um, because it means that uh, and it's also infrared sensors everywhere so but I'm sorry dad you can't put the <laughs> light <laughs> on right. it's not <laughs> you're not allowed in here right now <laughs> <laughs> but interestingly enough uh, at the electronic show there was a big emphasis on uh, the environment and power consumption right so in fact some companies uh, and I think it was uh, Fairchild were basing their whole stand on the fact that uh, their chips use less power consumption than others yeah um, so it's a big selling point now in terms of um, any metrics on that or just less <laughs> well everyone was wearing green t-shirts the whole stand was green really? and you know it was a lot of green action happening yeah. um, as That's well as lots of stuff on lead lining and so on so it's good stuff really anyway we better rush times. on when I know we're trying to cover a bit more pace here um, yeah content stuff um, a few stories there I read the thing about the iPods on planes which I don't quite know where that came from or who the announcement came from. I don't think it was from Apple. Apple. No, it's from Apple. 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 Because then there were lots of denials saying, oh, no, it's not going to work on planes. uh, Oh, really? People were saying, no, we're just in preliminary discussions. Uh, Maybe it's more of the anti-Zoom kind of thing, saying we are pervasive, we're on planes. Apparently something like 80% of all new cars in the US have an iPod connection. Well, or a way of connecting an iPod. It's more like a three and a half mil jack. I think really? you can just chuck oh, on the front. Disappointing. I thought okay. you could charge um, it or something. Or yeah, I mean, some of them have a head unit in the dash. But I think it's an option. It's not. Uh, it's not something you get a okay. standard. And the option probably costs you more than buying the iPod. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Apple today cars. announced that it is teaming up with Air France, Continental, Delta, Emirates, KLM, and United to deliver the first seamless integration between iPod and in-flight entertainment systems. So apparently, you can watch iPod videos on your screen. Yeah, I think that's cool. Listen to things and uh, take your media with you. I guess it's uh, it might work and charge it up. I suppose, and it beats having a yeah. huge laptop. And I mean, I've never actually tried to watch. I just not I have tried to watch a DVD on my laptop once, but it's yeah. you know, when yeah. you're sitting there in the economy class and. <laughs> My problem, up, my problem is I, I tend to watch um, scary films and then and then I jump <laughs> <laughs> and then the person beside me goes, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> but um, yes, anyway. <laughs> and the uh, obviously um, there's been a bit of all out in the the YouTube uh, Google thing lawsuits flapping around. Not much. Yeah, uh, so much going Google's on there. put aside 200 mil just in case YouTube. Yeah, I heard they were actually they prepared a long time in advance for this thing and they were telling them, look, start going to people and brokering deals with them and say, right. look, we want to sort this out later. But right. you know, a lot of things go on behind it. And you've got something about MySpace now being worth £6 billion. That's like in excess of $10 billion. No, that's, that's $6 billion. Yep. That's like, so they launched in Japan, didn't they? That was yeah, so I mean, they're, by the end of the year, they reckon they'll have 200 million users as opposed to 100 million users they had like 10 minutes ago. You probably have a full MySpace thing with your music thing and everything going on. I should actually set that up. Um, but I have um, a relative of mine in a band has a whole, you know... Yeah, there's a whole music, it's really big music on music. Thing there. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. Rupert Murdoch bought, uh, bought MySpace for 580 million mm. and now reckons it's worth 6 billion. So that's a fair return on investment. I well, certainly got the money, instant money back from uh, the investment through Google for the... It's the long-term deal for advertising, so that's absolutely. Cool. So, what's interesting there is that um, you know he's been able to turn it from just a you know a place where you can whack a few pictures about yourself and your friends and turn it into a real kind of media portal and actually actually made actually making money from it. So, looking to sell stuff on there as well, I guess. Mm, absolutely. Cool. Um, TiVo has been quite a lot in the news. They're trying to sort of, press, of yeah. I think in the news trying to make more money and offering new products and services. I think, but whether they actually are making money, I'm, I'm, well, they're not making money. That's pretty clear. Um, obviously they're hoping to get saved by these lawsuits they got out with Echo Star Dish but um, mm-hmm. they're launching a few new apps because I think their box is based on Linux right it's a Linux based box yeah. so it's pretty easy for them to add in 
new yeah. bits and pieces. Which is why it was very um, popular in the beginning because everyone was hacking it and adding bits and mm. pieces to it. And then make they're launching a thing called TiVo Desktop Plus, which will basically transcode stuff from the internet into something you can then spool over your home network to your TiVo right. box. So okay. that, uh, that seems to be... Again, it's a bit of a geeky thing. I'm sure some people will want to do it. Well, it sounds like they're, they're expanding their connectivity so you can... I think it's more embedding themselves in the home because the people that do get yeah. to use this, they're the TiVo zealots and they'll say, yeah, TiVo, cool. But I mean, it's one more thing to make them. It's like yeah. in the pay TV business, it's a churn thing. Yeah. It's one more reason that TiVo is exactly. inseparable from your lifestyle. And if only, you know, three or 5% use it, then that's three or 5% that think it's a cool thing and decide not to disconnect the service. So Exactly. Or, well, I think the other thing is they're trying to jack up the fees they're paying. All of these well, things are a bit had more. That happen because they're kind of lifetime <coughs> <coughs> service. Yeah, you can't make a business on pay once, never pay any more. That's right. Okay, so lots of interesting things with TV going on. So, TV's, I guess it's kind of IPTV. We'll sneak it in there under yeah. that banner. Mobile, quite a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, I like the um, story about the iPhone from Apple, which is rumored now that someone has allegedly. Uh, a couple of stories I heard was one that they've they've got some guys in Taiwan the Foxconn guys to make 12 million of them or something allegedly in time for next year and there was another story about maybe the phone wouldn't be paired up with a specific network because in the US there's I think there's Sprint Verizon um, and Singular and those are the three providers and they all kind of lock the phones to their networks it's right. very kind of I mean, we have CDMA that. style whereas I think they'll right. make, they'll unlock it okay so they'll work on any like network like in GSM we just go and buy a phone and whack our SIM card in and bingo which is funny because when I read the article I didn't realise that everyone didn't do that like it, it used to happen a lot in the UK but then basically they only kind of soft locked them so you could take it down to the market and get some guy to unlock your phone yeah I mean that's um, that's fairly common but you still have a SIM card still have a SIM card and that would typically personalise it but if you're in the early days it was I subsidised the handset therefore I want to make sure you can't use it with anyone else right so in the US is it is it more hard locked than that is yeah it I think it's pretty hard locked and there's right, no okay. number portability and these kinds of things so oh, you're basically right. you locked into the network but there's, I think the roaming isn't quite so good either they don't have so many federal roaming or whatever you can't roam between <laughs> states okay so this is so this is the news yeah, I mean it's going to be but then I guess most people in the US model. don't travel so yeah, that's know, right are <laughs> so any uh, US people out there uh, get back to us if us know you do travel what's going on with that and, and, and is this a big deal but, I mean that'd be cool I'd, I'd reckon I'd have a, an Apple iPhone mm. I'd give it a try I think if it, if it was any good but you know it's you just know it's going to look fantastic yeah, I mean if an Apple iPhone be, might be my next iPod the interface is going to be great it's going to play music it's going to be able to maybe wirelessly yeah. download songs maybe well I guess yeah, how many wireless interfaces can you have the battery life is going to be an issue I suppose um, moving on, mm-hmm. I downloaded the the Gmail client on my phone. Okay, I'd give that does a that check. Work? See, it works quite well. I mean, I don't get much Gmail, so <laughs> but it does. <laughs> I haven't composed stuff, but it's got quite a good way of looking at the mail. Okay, um, and uh, it, as a standalone Java app, as opposed to going in through a web browser. Yeah, so I can look at it through Opera, but the Gmail app seems a bit better. And apparently, if you have a Gmail address book, you can just click to buy. So, click to call. Sorry. Okay, you can actually yeah, call... Yeah. But you still have to be a geek because you have to download the Java app and all this kind of stuff. So. Yeah. It's still just a bit too hard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Pogo, there's some file showing from... I think this is a bit of a bogus press release, actually, this Pogo think, thing. Yeah, I think that is. None of us have had a chance to download this Pogo thing from South Africa, which claims to do file sharing on the mobile phone. But well, I, th- I just tried, actually, and it said that the document was too large for my mobile, even though it's just a WAP thing. So. Yeah, I, I think it's. it sounds to me just like a, a portal or something, which is yeah. offering some things that you can download. I, I, I agree, because I mean, they say they've signed up a 1,000 users in three weeks, which... 
you know, in world terms, <laughs> it's kind of like... <laughs> in like, South Africa, that's a big news, I tell you. It's big news. Um, yes. Quite why that got picked. I think you, know, you just put file sharing into a press release and everyone goes, well, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's on there. Gone Get down the wires. Um, obviously, the big news this week in the gaming space, I know not all listeners here are gamers, but you can't have failed to notice that the PS3 has hit the streets, certainly in the US and Japan. Absolutely. In fact, we've got people lining up around the street, around the corner. Mm. Um, people paying homeless people to line shooting, up. Shooting each other. <laughs> shooting senators pulling bribes at Walmart. All sorts of things happening just to get those PS3s. The best one I heard was a, some sort of dentistry centre which got 30-odd, no, 60-odd of their um, apprentices or administrators or something. Yeah. And he said, look, guys, two days down in the PS3 lines, go and buy one each. Like, What's that going to do with dentistry? <laughs> I don't know. They're just going... Was it a slow day in teeth pulling <laughs> country? <laughs> we're going to make more money by reselling PS3s. PS3s. We are doing wow. dentistry. Yeah, so. I heard on eBay they were going for like 2000 bucks or something. Which is like triple the price because they're like yeah, 600 will, yeah. or something. At least two times. Yeah. And with all those bits and pieces. But it looks quite cool. I, I had a look... Um, I downloaded an update to my PSP thinking, oh, you know, this because they got this uh, remote play yeah, feature. Yeah. That looks Which really I haven't cool. quite worked out what it is, whether it is actually playing the game virtualizing the PS3 mm. on your PSP like downsampling or yeah. something I hope so but well apparently not. the PS3 is downsampling 1080i down to 480p well I think it can do it <laughs> without a without a breeze I think it can actually probably do lots of things at the same time so and it's I've heard some pretty good reports not so much about the gaming mm. but lots about the media capabilities and how it seems to handle most things and plays well together with your home network and uh I think it's, it's going to be an exciting product. So yeah. If you out there have a PS3, one of our listeners, then uh, send us a note. Let us know what your first thoughts of yeah, your PS3 Yeah, and I'm are. keen to, uh, to upgrade my PSP and see if you can connect because I think your PSP will swim yeah. in the same once you get your one log on and you can do things. That would so, be cool. Yeah. So well, if anyone's doing that, let us know. Sneaky preview on that. And obviously Wii is launching this weekend. Yep, so it's launching this weekend, Sunday, November 19 in the US. But they're still giving PS3 a run for their money and all the, the PR stakes and all the, the trial units are out yeah. there and people are playing with them. Yeah, I'm, I'm quietly quietly comfortable, actually. I've, you know, mm. uh, I'm going to get a week. It's 8th of December here, right? That's right. Yeah, so yeah. everyone's... Well, all the reviews have come back on. You know what? The graphics aren't... You bought you a know. good sleeping bag to get outside the store just to make sure you get the first one. It's going to be cold. I don't think I'd quite go that far. <laughs> but all the reviews have come back and said, you know, the games graphically aren't that exciting, but uh, after half an hour, you won't care because you're having so much fun with the controller. But do you think the novelty will wear off? I, I read something Jenny. today about sort of people worried about you know I'm certainly I'm not a great gamer but if I play a game for a bit I get really sore thumbs from hitting the buttons well there's a few things about the, the damage the Wii, you can do to yourself if you're yeah I mean you're going to get repetitive Wii injury or something honey <laughs> I don't know but it's, it's going to be tiring I mean it's going to be tiring playing games they won't get this so people I, mean, I think it might wear off you know right not well, let's, sure. see, let's see let's see I think we'll, um, uh, we'll see how that I'm goes looking forward to having a, having a play with that anyway yes um on the gadget front, I think, again, mm-hmm. another launch. I guess it's, you know, it's the holiday season, so things are launching. Uh, the Zune has launched to mm. sort of critical I've heard slapping. I've three. <laughs> critical slapping <laughs> in America. Um, I think the best thing I've heard people talk about is the, it's actually, it feels nice because it's made of like rubbery stuff. Oh, okay. I don't, are the only rubbery stuff I remember that sounds like this is the, um, you ever have these diving bricks at school you had these like big oh, rubbery bricks. bricks they'd chuck in the pool oh right Which and you had, had a weight in them and you had yeah they were quite heavy actually right. like they were like house bricks but made of black rubbery stuff uh-huh. um, but you, I don't know why you dive in and pick them is up is that what you do with zunes as well you kind of well apparently it feels like that you oh, don't, feels I mean I don't right. think you can throw it in the pool um, <laughs> yeah. maybe it floats I don't know um, but lots of things varying from the battery life the fact that 
software doesn't work with Windows Media Player uh, 11 or something. You've got to download a special Zoom thingy. What are um, they thinking? Doesn't work with Vista, apparently, which yeah. is kind of amusing. Uh, what other stuff? And you can't... Be, buying songs, you have to use some complex point thing by buying points in advance, and you can't just buy one song. You have to download at least $5 worth of points. And someone had worked out the... In order to have zero points in your account, you had to spend $495 worth of points to buy an even number of songs to use all your points up. So you'd either always have points left or always not have enough points to buy an individual song. So it just sounds like they've kind of got it wrong. Um, Which is a real shame because, you know, the, this was their big play into that, that space. Yeah, I think... You know, they had plenty of time. They've had years now. I mean, the iPod's been out for, I don't know how many years. Five years. Five years? a five-year birthday not so long ago. Like yeah, Mark's so, been thinking about this yeah. for all this time. They've been going... Well, they've got to do a lot of catching up as well. I mean, even if they, the Zoom, clearly it's only launched in North America. Because mm-hmm. then you have to have a Zoom store where you buy the stuff. Yeah. Now, the Zoom store will only be in North America because they have to cut the deals with all the places elsewhere. Yeah. And they've upset the content industry potentially by paying Universal Music a dollar for each one or something. Uh, so, who knows? Maybe it'll, maybe it'll take off. I, I haven't sort of seen one. I mean, My prediction... It's dead. It's dead in the water. Microsoft it's like a brick. Like, like a brick <laughs> at the bottom of the pool. pool. <laughs> Leave it there. Uh, and Dell did the same thing. They pulled out after... They, and exactly. HP. They tried it. They failed. A lot of people tried it. I mean, Creative, I think, is the only one still... Yeah. And they kind of cashed out with their, their lawsuit right. from yeah, Apple. Yeah, anyway, exactly. So. so they're okay. They're okay. Well, in fact, the, one of those Creative... One of the new Creative... I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, I'll find out for the next show. But there's a, there is a little Creative uh, MP3 player, which is the only one that's not an iPod where I've looked at and gone, hmm, that's cute. Yeah. It's a tiny little matchbox size thing and it's it actually looks really oh, cute. Yeah, like I think you I've hold seen it that, yeah, and it looks yeah. really cool. Nice, nice styling. Um, you had some wacky story here about like a T-shirt that you can play air guitar with. Yeah, now this is just fantastic. In fact, it's not actually a T-shirt. It's a long-sleeved type T-shirt, but it has sensors built into the elbows, which means you can play air guitar and it plays things in response to what you're doing. So you can actually hear real guitar as you play, you know, kind of pretend air guitar. I always see it. So where do the batteries go? <laughs> well, presumably you're wired up. I don't know. But um, Wirelessly uh, communicate. It must be a university thing, right? Well, this is um, the CSIRO in Australia that um, is... So this is what... You pay taxes in Australia. You're yep, and they, <laughs> and they and they give it to you playing air guitar. <laughs> but the CSIRO works by getting... Uh, yeah, the industry to help fund scientific research for real life products I don't quite well, there is a serious side it says to the wearable instrument shirt yeah so they can uh, help you with sporting you know I've heard about this having you know shirts and stuff with um, built in sensors for your heart rate and things like that so yeah. smart clothing so yeah. you can be monitored the whole time where you're walking around but uh, yeah I mean air guitar is a bit more exciting than that I suppose <laughs> that's right and uh <laughs> Obviously, sitting in the gaming side of things and gadgets, um, we haven't done our second life story, have we? So what's your second life story? Well, second life story for today, I think this is the end of second life. This is like full stop, end of story. I mean, the fundamental premise behind second life is that you can create things in second life uh-huh. and then you can sell them to people. And you have to be a bit of a geeky scripter to do it. Fine, you do your scripting yep, fine, and you yep, create absolutely. objects, right? But there's tons oh. of those people out there and they're making anything for everything from you know genitalia to um, clothes to buildings to... Weapons to anything you want to buy. Right. And I mean, weapons, you know, you can't kill people in Second Life. And maybe you can shoot things which look like they're weapons, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the problem is that there's this uh, new program. Now, I mean, fundamentally, the way it works is that, of course, for you to be able to have to, to be able to, for you to see something in the world, your computer needs to be able to see the script 
that it's running someone else's clothing or someone else's weapon mm. or whatever it might yeah. be. So it needs to have that script to be able to run it. Right. And someone's invented a program called Copybot, which right. allows you to, if you can see something, you can take it. So you don't have to pay for it anymore. You can just wander around going, I'll have that and that and that. <laughs> so and, and this, yeah, I'm just looking at the name of this. The night before last, I was looking around a no-fire combat sandbox where people design and test weapons and vehicles. When an argument broke out, a thing going by the name Nimrod Yaffle was cloning things out of other people's inventories and claiming he could do it freely. Exactly. <laughs> a thing, and, uh, which is a, a, an avatar at least, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it looked like something else. And now they've let the digital copyright... DCMA, or there's the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. It's DMCA, isn't it? They got mm-hmm. it wrong. So they're trying. Linden Labs is actually saying, "Well, sue the, them." The <laughs> first response is hands in the air, like you know, what can we do? Yeah. Like we, you know, we will help you. We'll help you enforce your copyright. But if the program allows you to take it in the first place, I think that's mm-hmm. a fundamental flaw in the world. And all these uh, third-party businesses that have been making things and. In selling them. life have gone hey forget this if people can just take it then there's no there's no business for me here anymore mm-hmm. so I think this is very sad I think it's a, a very it's been an interesting rise for Second Life but I think um, I think that's really the end yeah because the big thing was the commercial model the fact that you could yeah, have an ecosystem money going through. Uh, you know uh, I guess the big thing here is on their Linden Labs homepage you can actually see how much money is going through the system because yeah, why, yeah. why would you pay for something? You, you should see. I remember it was like half it. a million dollars a day or something. Right, that'll go which down. isn't a lot in the scheme of things, but it's it's a lot. Let's yeah, see if it's there. going down. Interesting. Yeah. If you can copy the money, can you copy the money? I don't know, but I mean, who cares? Like you can. It's it's, it's like I was. Uh, there's a, another podcast called Escape Pod that I was listening to the other day. In in the uh, story was they created these nanotech machines which could create anything. <clears throat> so, if you wanted a chair, they were talking or a, about it, or a, it was like it's, it's a science fiction story. Okay, right. So, in the story, they um, created these nanotech machines that could make anything, and it was the story was exploring the implications for a world where if you wanted something, you could just ask for it and have it. You didn't have to pay for yeah, it anymore. Assembled on demand. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, like this is a world that's changed fundamentally from a you know pay for something, get it type. Yes. Yeah. To, There's uh, no to see it and get it type. Yeah. World. There's the haves and the and the haves. Yes, exactly. So I think uh, the, the financial ecosystems. You need some some change. economics there. They need to make it actually work. Interesting, interesting. Um, well, as ever, that pretty brings us to race through loads of stories. Just a shade under thirty minutes. Um, we can get feedback at feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. So send us your comments or any ideas for stories or any thoughts. Excellent. So it's goodbye from me. Have a good week. We'll see you soon. Yep. Bye.